When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. TDN Fantasy listeners, do you want to win some money in weekly fantasy sports this year? Well, check out our friends over at Owner's Box. You can join their latest contest for free by using the code DREW9. That is DREW9, as in Drew Brees. And you can win some money today. We've talked in the show about how much money I was able to win in their week one contest. You can join in on the fun now. Win some money of your own by going on ownersbox.com or downloading the Owner's Box app on your device. Make sure you join and get your lineups in today. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner back. Week one in the books. It's time to look ahead to week two. I know it's Tuesday. Monday Night Football just wrapped up last night, but it is time. Look ahead. We got things to get to. Lots of information to pack into the show. Jamie, I will give you the opportunity to guide us here. Do you want to go waiver wire direction first and then go into your rankings, or do you want to get into your rankings and then do waiver wire? Tyler from Owner's Box is going to join us as well. I'm sure there'll be a Jamie Eisner love fest at the end of the show with you Probably. and Tyler after you know the great week that you had on Owner's Box. So really looking forward to that, let me tell you. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online who are back and better than ever. And all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up use the promo code nfl 100 bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online your online sportsbook experts let's start with waiver wire let's get that get your waiver claims in if you're listening to this on your way to work your lunch break your commute home you got to get your waiver wire claims in tonight uh, as we are recording this on tuesday and we should start with the san francisco 49ers running back situation uh that was not what we expected trey sermon obviously as we talked about on the sunday night show was surprised and active Raheem Mostert got hurt, is now going to miss eight weeks with a cartilage issue in his knee. So fantasy season can truly begin. I feel bad for him because he's such a great talent, but it's just the same story year after year. Elijah Mitchell is going to be the hottest pickup of the week. Uh, he had a 
pretty solid performance uh, last week in place of, well, Mostert and Sermon and all these other guys, 104 yards and a touchdown on the ground. My question to you is this, Chris, is Elijah Mitchell your number one pickup? A, B, how much of your fab budget would you like to spend on him? And C, because you are the Trey Sermon apologist on the show, are you yeah. concerned that Shanahan gonna Shanahan, and this is going to be a legitimate like split between Mitchell and Sermon next week that just makes everybody want to tear their hair out? So we didn't talk about this pre-show where we were going to go first. So Jamie does not know my thoughts on this. But as Jamie was setting this up, as he was setting up talking about Eliza Mitchell, I was like, yeah, this feels like very Shanahan-y, right? Like Eliza Mitchell has a big game in relief, and then Trey Sermon's just active next week, and he's going to be the featured back, right? Like that's just how this goes. And I would caution – and, and I'm going to wrap up all the questions you asked into one answer. I would caution against using a large portion of your, your free agency budget that you're willing to use on a weekly basis on Elijah Mitchell for that exact reason. Trey Sermon's going to be active next week. He's going to find a role in this offense. I would be concerned about how much Shanahan uses him. So I wouldn't – listen, I'm very stingy with my budget. I don't like to be throwing dollars around here. I, I don't know, three, four bucks. I'm throwing out Eliza Mitchell, just just a couple dollars. I, I, I'll see if I can get them because I, there needs to be, I need to factor in that Shanahan going to Shanahan and Elijah Mitchell this week might not be the featured back. So when you say a couple dollars, how much is, are, are we talking? I mean, I, I would spend up to 15% of my fab budget on, on Elijah Mitchell. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to do the math of what it is in my league and how much I'm comfortable. That's, that's why I'm doing the percentages to help people. That, so that, some leagues have 200, some have 100, some have like these weird numbers. Like so, let's go in percentages. Yeah, I mean, let's. Okay, let me pull out the calculator here. TDN Fantasy does math. I think my fat budget is 150. So we do 15. percent Oh man, that's still a lot. On the air. That's a lot. Is it? It's exactly 15. percent Yeah, it's still a lot of dollars, though. I don't know why you had to do the, the math in your head. Like it's fifteen percent of fifteen percent. I wanted to. I wanted to see the number. I wanted to see how many dollars it was before. It's eight weeks, though, Chris. Eight weeks without Mostert, minimum. But if you're gonna, but if you're gonna spend, okay, you're gonna spend fifteen percent of your budget for potentially Elijah Mitchell to no longer be the featured back in three weeks. It's the, possible he's no longer the, the featured back, but what if he is? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? What if? What if he's splitting time and they're both getting work? We've seen Jeff Wilson have some success even splitting time with Raheem Mostert in that backfield in years past. So, I mean, I, I get it. I, look, I'm not putting in a claim on Elijah Mitchell this week. I, I don't find that it's worth my time for the leagues that I have a lot of heavy running back depth. This is where, you again, roster construction matters as well. If you went RB heavy like we preached in the, in the pre-draft time, then no, there's no reason to have your fifth or sixth running back on your roster having him at 15% of your budget. But if you were in a weird situation where you couldn't do that, maybe you went like Travis Kelsey and Stephon Diggs with your first two picks and you've been scrambling to figure out the running back situation. I mean, this is about as good a chance as any of a guy early in the season. Now, somebody in your league is going to get stupid. And that's, that would be my concern that somebody in the league is going to spend 30, 40, 50% of their budget on Elijah Mitchell. But if you can get him at 10 or 15% of your budget and you have a need where he would immediately become maybe your fourth best running back on your roster i think that's worth your time let me, let me put it to you this way because i think i said before that i would spend like four or five bucks on them uh, i'll do it this way i have a 200 budget that's ten dollars is five percent of my budget that's my that's my range that's where i'm comfortable going on this okay. 
that's where you're I'm not going to get him. But that's I no, understand. and and I know that, right? I know going in that I'm not going to get him, but I just there's a little bit of a risk associated with him. Uh, any other but, names that have piqued your interest at the top of the well, waiver there's, wire? There's a few names, but but let's talk about a few of a couple other running backs here, and I want to get your thoughts on this as well. We have Mark Ingram who had a big week as we kind of had a lot of work uh, in that game. Uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kenneth Gainwell, who made my uh, Panini rookie stock watch this week, which you will see will come out on Wednesday. Um, and then some other like fringe names like James White, who I've been preaching was going to have a better season than people expected. Jermichael Hasty, another running back in that Niners backfield. Do any of those players interest you? So Mark Ingram interests me from this perspective. We talked about it with Elijah Mitchell, and I'll ask you the same question. Would you be surprised if Philip Lindsay's the guy that ends up with the most carries here in week two? Like, that's how I feel about the Houston running back room. That at any yeah, given moment. Yeah, I don't want moment, any of them. Right? Like, at any given moment, one of them None. can have the big game. And listen, yeah, this podcast is hashtag Mark free Ingram, David Johnson. I will say this. If you play in, there are a few people out there that play in, like, touchdown-only leagues, um, which is a weird way to play, but it's also intriguing. Mark Ingram does intrigue me because he's going to get the goal line work regardless of what Lindsey and David Johnson do. But I'm with you. I don't want any part of the Houston backfield. Gainwell, I like, but you have to be in a deeper league. Like, I think it's going to take a Miles Sanders injury before you ever feel comfortable playing Gainwell, even in a flex spot. But he's somebody, if you want to throw in the last spot on your bench for a buck or two, by all means, I love the talent. Uh, James White should be on more benches, quite frankly. He's only owned right now in 53.5% of leagues. That should be closer into the 70s. I've been preaching that all along. I think he's going to have a factor in, in this. He was better last year than people remember. He just kind of had this weird year. And death in the family, and he missed time. There's just a lot of things that happened with him. But um, and, and to me, honestly, if I if if you let's say you're really gung ho on Elijah Mitchell and you miss out, I'd spend a buck on Jermichael Hasty just for you know what's and giggles. See, okay. I'm not unlike Jake. I'm not going to make you edit my my no, I, curse no, words out but, of these but podcasts. See, I just left them in. I I just oh, okay. you know I just left the left the raw emotion of Jake talking about that. I was like, you know what, we'll yeah. just leave them in. No worries. Sounds like you didn't do your job, but that's, you know. No, you just, no. You just, tomato, tomato, has, you know. No, see, when you edit the market show and you explicit? upload it, mark it as explicit. You're good. See, oh, so I, I can just, like, just unleash some F-bombs here. Easy. That's, those I edit, okay? There's, I have a rule. Okay, there you go. We're good. Well, we'll keep yeah, that one in there. Gotcha. Um, so I'm sitting here, and I know we have a bunch to get to, but I opened up my league, and my starting running backs this week were Mark Ingram and Kareem Hunt. I might spend a little bit on Elijah Mitchell this week. I might, everything I just said before. What? This is the league in which I traded for Cam Akers and I traded DeAndre Swift. You know about oh. the trials and tribulations of this league, okay? But you this seriously, is... you started Mark Ingram over DeAndre Swift? I don't have DeAndre Swift. I traded him. Oh, you traded DeAndre Swift. That's right. Okay. I, I never remember because you hate him. So I don't remember if like you had him, then you loved him. Like you've gone back and forth. I, ha I had him and then I traded him. And then I traded him to get Cam Akers. I also had Alvin Kamara on this team as well. And I traded him too, so. Yeah, I don't want to talk Yikes. about it. Okay, let's, moving right along from that tire fire. Let's talk about a few wide receivers that are really interesting. I'm going to throw a few names at you, Chris, and I want you to tell me if right now who would be your number one priority, and I will share the same. Christian Kirk, Zach Pascal, Nelson Aguilar, Van Jefferson, Tim Patrick, Sammy Watkins. That's six names right at the top there. Who would you take first? Uh, for me, I will go first, Chris, where you're, I could see your your. No, your I know the answer. I know the answer. Okay. Is it is it Christian Kirk? It's Zach Pascal. Interesting. Okay. Zach Pascal had a very interesting game. Helped me win some money in owner's box. Shout out to owner's box and shout out to my bank account for that. Uh, <laughs> two touchdowns, caught four passes. Oh, again, another, oh, we hit that on the, the money down show as well as the over three and a half catches. 
he looked he is going to be a red zone threat for this team. I think Zach Pascal is the player people think Michael Pittman Jr. is. And and that's why I think Zach Pascal is able to repeat that performance because he has shown that he can be a go-to option for Carson Wentz. Now I will tell you this. The thing about the thing about Christian Kirk that concerns me is I've been burned by these kinds of performances before where he looks good for a game and then for six weeks I don't hear from him where he doesn't do anything. And you might be able to say that this offense is different, but A.J. Green is still there. They used Rondell Moore in a in a variety of different ways. He had the most targets out of any rookie wide receiver, despite being on the field, like for the sixth most snaps for anybody in that Cardinals wide receiver. Most room. target per snap. Yeah, per snap. Targets. So, But yeah, so his, his ratios were good. But so, but it, as his role expands and as he's on the field more, he's going to be utilized more. And I could see Christian Kirk's role diminishing in that regard. Sammy Watkins, I'm not, uh, listen, I've been burned by that. Week one, too. Sammy Watkins, baby. No, I'm not, do, I'm not doing this. It's all downhill from here for Sammy Watkins. We know how this and game plays. I, I'm not picking up Sammy Watkins this week. I'm sorry. Van Can't Jefferson is a, is a nice piece, but that's still Cooper Cup and Robert Woods until further notice. Yeah, I, I, Van Jefferson is somebody I still like longer term, but I'm not picking him up. Obviously, he had that that huge play, but you you'd be relying on that. So just look at Van Jefferson at this point as like the way you were looking at Deshaun Jackson in turn in the preseason of like, he's going to mm-hmm. need some of these big plays to, to be fantasy relevant. I just don't see when you're going to start him. You know, Nelson Aguilar is worth a spot on your bench owned right now in a less than a third of leagues. I think Christian Kirk is worth a spot on your bench. I would spend, uh, I'm going to put in a $1 bid for him. You know, that he is somebody that like, I'd be cool if I get him, but I'm not going to spend too much money. Love to throw him somewhere on my bench, but yes, clearly in snap count, AJ Green was the wide receiver too. There, uh, Tim Patrick's a guy I'm very intrigued by. He's uh, as we talked about a little bit on the Sunday show. Jerry Judy's going to miss uh, several weeks with his ankle injury. Tim Patrick came in, got a lot of work. He is somebody that had a lot of success last year when Cortland Sutton went down. Uh, I love. I think Teddy Bridgewater being the quarterback instead of Drew Locke only helps Tim Patrick. So he is somebody I'm very much it's on my radar. As a back end of your bench guy, again, don't spend a ton of money, but I think you can if you can add him for a buck or two, stick him on the back end of your bench and see what happens. The other name in full PPR that I'm I'm very intrigued by is KJ Osborne. You know, he emerged as that true number three wide receiver, at least in this last game. Got seven for 76 on a boatload of targets. I do think there is value in this Vikings offense for that third wide receiver, particularly as long as Irv Smith Jr. is sidelined, which is going to be a long time. Uh, looks like the whole season. So uh, he's going to have some value there now. I could see him losing some snaps at some point to D.D. Westbrook or somebody. So kind of keep him more like waiver wire speed dial. Put that little star next to his name on your watch list. But uh, he is somebody that I'm intrigued by as well in full point. PPR leagues. And then another guy I would just like, just put a little bit of a star next to is Anthony Schwartz, particularly if Odo Beckham Jr. starts to miss more time. Uh, can we get into your rankings now? Is that okay with you? We can. I do want to talk about one, uh, two tight ends. I guess three tight ends, four tight ends. There's a few tight ends this week I want to talk about, Chris, before we do that. How many tight ends do you want to talk about, Jamie? Well, I'm looking at the list and trying to see how many guys that people are going to ask us about. One of them is Juwan Johnson. No, not picking him up. Um, I know he caught two touchdown passes in that game, but did not play a ton of snaps, did not get a lot of targets. I don't think it's sustainable. Again, if you could pick him up for zero dollars, I guess, whatever, but I'm not something I would do. Uh, Waiver wire speed dial guys, Farrell Brown. David Njoku, James O'Shaughnessy. Those are three guys that I'm not picking up this week, but if we start to look at identifying players that could fill in when your tight end's on by or have an injury, uh, those are guys that I would at least keep an eye on over these next couple of weeks. And then 
Uh, I liked what I saw from Gerald Everett, but I'm not necessarily sure that's sustainable because he got that touchdown but didn't really do much else. So that is where I am on that, Chris. Now we can talk about my rankings. Perfect. I cannot wait to talk about these rankings. We got four position groups to go through because, again, I'm not doing kickers and defenses here. They should just read Jamie's rankings up on the draftnetwork.com. Uh, quarterback. And, and, Jamie, I think – the thing that stands out to me is a little bit of a bump for Teddy Bridgewater this week, especially looking at his matchup against Jacksonville, the way that he played against the Giants. He's up to QB 13. Mac Jones gets a bump as well. He's QB 14 for you this week against the Jets. And I think I'm not surprised that you have this person here, but I think it's an interesting talking point. Ryan Tannehill still cracks the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks this week after looking abysmal in week one. Yeah, this is one of those cases where I don't want to over panic. Uh, we have seen, what, a 25 game, and if you could playoffs, almost 30 game sample size from Brian Tannehill of him being a damn good fantasy quarterback. I don't want to panic after one game. Uh, I, Seattle's secondary is exploitable, and I think this is going to be a very fascinating game to watch and see if he's able to bounce back this week. So, no, I'm not panicking about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, odds are I'm not going to pick up somebody off of the waiver wire to replace him this week despite how bad things were. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 13, Mac Jones at 14, as you mentioned, guys that I love their matchups this week. Uh, same thing. I mean, Terod Taylor has a decent matchup in the Browns revenge game. Uh, it comes in at number 16 for me. I think the biggest note here is probably that uh, Tom Brady comes in uh, as my QB one this week. I love, 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 love his matchup against Atlanta. He absolutely torched them twice late last season. Uh, I expect him to have a monster monster game this week uh, and Russell Wilson should have a field day against that Tennessee secondary that Kyler Murray absolutely shredded at the risk of moving on to the next position group and you telling me that there's more players you want to talk about the running back position and I think the names that I, I look at is uh, Jamie you got Trey Sermon who we talked about a little bit earlier all the way up to 34 uh, David Johnson you have him so at okay. before you do that uh, I'm I will fully admit I'm an absolute coward I put Elijah Mitchell 33 and Trey Sermon 34. You, is, oh my gosh. When you see something like that, that is cowardice. me just giving you the giant shrug emoji. That is cowardice. I don't know. And I'm not going to even pretend that I know. I have no idea. I think you're going to get flex value, if not RB2 value, out of one of them. I, I, I'm pretty sure of that. But who? I don't know. It's funny because the other, I think, running back situation that has this problem, you have Melvin Gordon all the way up at 16, and you have Javonta Williams all the way down at 28, and they basically had a 50-50 share in terms of workload. Yeah, I just expect Melvin Gordon has a better chance of getting in the end zone. That's literally the difference there. Um, so they're actually not that far point apart in my points projections. That's kind of a whole kind of a glut there, but I do think Melvin Gordon has a real good shot to get in the end zone, which, again, he did. He had that 70-yard run this past week, but... Uh, Javante Williams is another one that I think is a flex play in and of himself this week as well because of that matchup against Jacksonville. Uh, you know, some other interesting names to kind of keep in mind. Nick here. Chubb uh, RB3 this week? Yeah, I love this matchup against Houston. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And, and the fact you couple that with the fact that, uh, you know, McCaffrey is going up against New Orleans, which is going to limit him a little bit. Uh, again, a little bit. I have him at four, which always feels like weird not having McCaffrey one. But and I'll, uh, and I'll I love say Cook's it again. matchup. I'll say it again for everybody. Uh, he's Jamie is not off the Aaron Jones bandwagon. He's not, you know, we're not, we're not evacuating here. It's one bad game. No, he's my RB2 this week. Yeah. So just, just don't worry I, about that. 
I, I've this this game against Detroit on Monday Night Football. I've never it's never felt more like Rodgers is going to have like a four touchdown game and like Jones is going to have two touchdowns and Devontae Adams is going to have ten for one fifty seven. Like this feels like the everybody going that pendulum swinging all the way back to the other side. Like that's what this so, game feels like. I know exactly what I'm doing by doing this, but we are moving to the wide receiver portion of the show, and I see him over here on the side of my screen. I'm going to bring in Tyler from Owner's Box to help us with this conversation. And I know what I'm doing by doing this is it's just, just I'm just going to take a step out of the way and it's going to be just Jamie and Tyler talking about the wide receivers that they both love because that's how this normally works. And Tyler's got a big smile on his face because he heard me set all this up. Tyler, what's going on? I'm just going to get out of the way. You and Jamie can talk wide receivers for the rest of the show because I'm sure you just both love the same players this week. I don't know. I, I mean, I hope not. I, I, I think uh, this week was was crazy. There wasn't a lot of things there's some things we got right, things we got wrong. Love to see Corey Davis last week, but mm-hmm. this week's a, a new uh, a new week, so we'll we'll see what happens, I guess. And Jamie, I think I'll start the conversation here with wide receivers again to talk about the Green Bay game. You have Devontae Adams back as your number one wide receiver this week. Again, not concerned at all about anything that happened uh, this past week, but I will give it over to you, Jamie, to talk about any of the other names that are, are yeah. stand out to you. And a quick note: it's not that I'm not concerned about Green Bay; it's that like they're playing Detroit. Like that's that that's the overwhelming factor for me. A couple of interesting names I want to talk to you about, Tyler, because there there were some big name receivers that didn't quite live up to week one expectations. And I haven't I don't really want to panic on them yet. But my number 11 wide receiver this week is Mike Evans, who was the only guy in that Tampa Bay receiving core that didn't have that monster game on Thursday night. Uh, What do you think about him? And then some other guys that were top name talents like Julio Jones and. Uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk was nowhere to be found. Odo Beckham Jr., who was a late scratch. Like, are you back in on those guys this week? Or, you know, what are your thoughts there? I mean, Mike Evans, I don't think I'm concerned about. I think I knew, I know fantasy owners should probably know when they drafted him to expect that there's there's a lot of touchdown um, variancy with him. It's really, if he if he gets in the end zone, he'll have a big week. If not, you might be disappointed with how he finishes. And and on Orger's box too, it's that's that's how you play. You chase touchdowns and, and, and high point totals. That's the kind of guy Mike Evans is, so I, I'm not afraid to go back to them this week, uh, especially against Atlanta. Yeah, and I'd be pretty reasonably priced, I believe, this week as well in the $50,000 Week 2 contest. I believe he's $6,100, so that he's a very reasonable value for you this week in a really strong matchup there. Some other guys that I'm a little bit more intrigued by, uh, I did not expect – well, it's weird because this offseason I expected Jamar Chase to do what he did in Week 1, and then he dropped every single pass that was ever thrown to him for about a month and then he comes out there and just absolutely balls out in week one leads the Bengals pretty much in everything they play a very suspect Chicago secondary that got torched by Matthew Stafford and the Rams on Sunday night football are you all the way back in on Jamar Chase now Tyler or do you feel like that was more of a like wait and see god we knew we knew the talent was there so I I I think that you know we can expect or T Higgins and Jamar chase to kind of be that one, one, two punch, but I can definitely see them kind of trading, trading weeks. So I'm interested to see how things go. Um, Now they have Chicago, still a good matchup for them too. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the two of them uh, work things out. Jamar chase was out there a lot last week. So I I wouldn't expect Mm -hmm. things to change. Yeah. I believe he led all Bengals wide receivers and snaps. So, I mean, he was, he was used a ton and looked good and looked like he deserved to be out there. One other name to kind of keep in mind for this week is Will Fuller coming back uh, off of his one-game suspension. He cracks my top 45 at the wide receiver position. What are you expecting for him in this 
now very intriguing Miami Buffalo game. I mean, Buffalo knocked Miami out of the playoff contention last year in week 17. Buffalo looked bad in the second half of the game against Pittsburgh. Miami hung on for a victory with a one-point win in New England. Do you think Will Fuller is going to make a major impact in this game? And if so, will it come at the expense of uh, uh, Jalen Waddle, who also had a pretty solid debut in his week one game? Yeah, so I, Will Fuller is very highly priced on owner's box. I believe he's 5,100 this week coming back. For for week two, we expect to see him to immediately be the top option in the offense. Um, it's about you know what, what can Tua do to push the ball down the field in week two. That'll be the story here. So Will Fuller... I, th- I think he'll be lowly won't have a high ownership percentage for us this week because of his price. But, um, you know, he's he's a big play waiting to happen. So he, he could be a risk worth taking. Jamie, let's spend the last couple of minutes here on the show getting to your tight end rankings. That's the last position group that we have to get to here on the show. Yeah, I mean, no surprise at the top. Kelsey Waddle, Kittle, Andrew Hawkinson. I mean, we know we know what the top looks like, but. Tyler, I want to talk to you about Kyle Pitts. Do you any? He was not that entire Atlanta team looked out completely out of sync on offense. They Kyle were bad, Jimmy. Not, Just say it. Yeah, they were bad. That's a good way of putting it. They were bad. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a player that obviously had a lot of hype going into the draft process. Goes number four overall. Are you still? Is he still somebody that you want to pay up for on owners box, or do you think, you know, or do you want to wait a little bit longer for some of the may, maybe more value plays that are further down the board? Yeah, so Pitts was the sixth highest owned player on owner's box in our 100K contest last week. Um, You know, people could shy away from him because of the result, but the underlying numbers were great. Ran a lot of routes out wide in the slot. Wasn't really even running routes in line. So he's basically a wide receiver in the tight end position. We knew that coming in. So it is a tough matchup against the Bucs, of course, but... I mean, I don't think the Falcons are going to have success running the ball if they couldn't do it last week. I know the Eagles, great, great defensive front, front four for sure. But um, I, I wouldn't be shying away from Pitts, uh, especially considering that high ownership percentage. A lot of people would have got burned on owner's box last week, put yep. him in their lineup. So they might shy away this week. So I wouldn't be afraid to do it. He, he's more reason. He's a little ticked down to a, a good price as well. And let's end on this one, Tyler. We have a Thursday night football game, Giants-Washington, new quarterback for Washington. So what are your thoughts on the Logan Thomases, Terry McLaurins, uh, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissicks of the world? Do you value them any differently in your mind this week or are any more or less likely for those that play, you know, maybe a Thursday through Monday slate or they're going to play a Thursday slate of games? Uh, anything that you would value them a little bit less or more given the quarterback change from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Taylor Heineke? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see hear what you guys think, but I loved Antonio Gibson's usage last week. The, yeah. the, the injury, I know he's got the, the bruised shoulder there, what, what it, whatever it is. So he could be, I would just think he's just going to be light in practice. He should be good to go. But I would be interested in playing Antonio Gibson at his price. Logan Thomas, I think we're, we're back to seeing probably some, some uh, with Taylor Heineke, less pushing the ball downfield, more looking to a guy like Logan Thomas short over the middle. So I think Thomas is a good option. I mean, McLaurin, we saw last year, he can get it done with whoever the quarterback is throwing him the ball. So this might be a tick down for for the receiving group because the Giants isn't the easiest um, matchup in the secondary. But again, I think that uh, they're they're tough to put in your lineup, but Antonio Gibson for sure is someone that I think I'd consider. Tyler, Gibson's uh, a star and... Uh, one last thing, Chris, before we wrap up, you know, Gibson's a star, but I'm also very intrigued. I think uh, McKissick's value goes up a little bit. The ball not being pushed down the field again. We saw how much yeah. work he got last year with the combination of Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, Tyler Haneke starting. 
uh, I think he can have some some good check down value for you, particularly if you play in any format, whether it's uh, whether it's weekly fantasy sports and owners box or your own like lineup leagues. If you play any sort of PPR format, he becomes very intriguing for this week. Uh, Tyler, as we get out of here on this Tuesday edition of the show, tell everybody how they can follow you, Owners Box, how they can get involved in uh, the weekly contest over at Owners Box. Yeah, check us out, Owners Box, on Instagram and Twitter. Myself, Tyler McKillop, on Twitter as well. Um, our $50,000 Week 2 contest is live, went live yesterday. Uh, we've got contests everywhere from, you know, our Sunday-only slate is our 50K, but we're also running Thursday through Monday, Sunday, Monday. Get in for anywhere from a dollar to to twenty five fifty dollar contests as well. Um, still live is our promo code Drew nine. You're going to get a ten dollar free entry into that week two contest. Um, so definitely go check us out there. Superflex aspect has been huge. Uh, I don't I I know we haven't talked about this, but our our winner in week week one was uh, quite the stacked Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. and, and Patrick Mahomes. So uh, go chasing the stacks. Get into week two, $10,000 grand prize into our week two contest. So go check us out. I know Jamie's already working on his lineups. Yeah, I know Jamie's already working on his lineups. So I I, I was uh, very happy with that. So again, uh, join this Drew9. If you didn't use the code last week, use it this week. More than 1,400 winners will be in this 50K week two Sunday only contest, 10,000 in the first place. So join me. I've already got my 15 lineups in. I got excited last night. I got my spreadsheets out. Uh, I'm already excited to play. Play against me and the rest of the TDN Fantasy crew over there on Owner's Box using code DREW9. And then you can follow me for advice for Owner's Box and your season-long leagues at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy and the DraftNetwork.com underneath the Fantasy tab for all of your fantasy-related content. Jamie's rankings already up there on the site. That's going to do it for us here this week. We will talk to you again Sunday night following the Week 2 action. We will recap it all and give you our fantasy takeaways. We'll talk to you then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.